Need to Succeed, the podcast. This will help you get everything that you want. This will power lift your life, give you unshakable confidence to achieve your biggest goals and wildest dreams. It's going to help you to create a life that you love and build relationships that you adore. Why am I so confident that I can give you that? This is my job. I'm a mindset and confidence coach. This is what I do for a living. I've never given these life hacks away on a podcast for free before, but that's about to change right now. So put your seatbelts on and buckle up and get ready to enjoy the ride of your lifetime. People call me the mother of motivation, the confidence queen, the person that you go to for positivity. This podcast will motivate and empower you to run at your life. And the fastest way you can do that is to use these techniques, the same ones that I've used in my own life and the ones that I use and encourage for my clients. The only question that is left to ask you is, are you ready? Let's do this. Wide shot, three, two, one. Here we go and we're back again and I hope this isn't the last time that I say we're back again but this is absolutely the last episode of this season which is episode 12. We've come to the final chapter of your book and (sighs) that means that this is once we got through this podcast you are graduating from the school of mind workout yes you've graduated so this this is um the final episode and this episode has come perfectly timed in the sense that it's titled just do it which is coined by the phrase of nike just do it (laughs) this title it is self-explanatory because it's all about getting your head down and um going and getting everything that you want each chapter that we each episode that we've covered we have looked at all different things that you need to get going so you can actually make it happen last episode we talked about energy now this is about just doing it putting your rucksack on and going for it running along that road so that you can get where you want to be it's my favorite one because it's like you've got everything in your rucksack now you've you know where you're going you've got self-esteem you've got self-belief you've worked on your personality you know the plan you trust the plan you've decided what thing what food you're going to eat that's going to fuel you and help you and you've left all the stuff that are that is consuming you you've got a good team of people you've got some cheerleaders you've got a sport network you've decided to be known for being the best you you know you're being excellent at what you do you've decided to take control of your thoughts you are running along that road and you're going to keep going because you know that that's part of it so now it's about just do it you know stop talking about it and just start doing it do it go for it make it happen And I think also it's as important what you don't put in your rucksack as what you do, because what you don't want, when I I did a trek to Borneo and we were traveling light, we literally packed the bare minimum. The people that were struggling had literally taken everything they could. They had airbeds in there. They had foot pumps. They had all the literally stuff that they would never need. Ten pairs of underpants. And the fact that you mention this, this is what happens a lot in the personal development world. What people do is they read one book, then they read another book, then they read another book, then they go on a course, then they go on another course, and then they think, I need more knowledge, I need more knowledge, I need more knowledge. And they consume themselves, overflow, overload, get bogged down with all the information. They watch one YouTube video, they watch one TED Talk. Do they ever actually do anything, though? They just spend their time watching all these. That's the thing. Sometimes you can take on so much from so many different people, like the people you said put loads of stuff in their rucksack that they didn't actually need because they're so afraid that they're going to get on the journey and they're not going to have something that they need that they actually pack too much. And this is a really good metaphor in the sense that once you know where you're going and you have a plan, 
just get going, just get going. And this, these are the words that I like to say is that you have to decide what it is that you want with clarity, find out exactly what others have done to get there, follow the steps until the same results appear in your life, get your head down and make it happen. And no matter how hard it gets, never give up, just do it. Just get started. And I think that's the hardest part, just taking the first step and just getting going because you can feel like, oh, I'm not ready to start because I've got to learn more. I've got to read more books. I've got to get this in place first. I've got to do this. And you just create reasons to procrastinate. Yeah. And the fact that you mentioned the word procrastination, this is a big one. I heard this lady said, I'm a recovering procrastinator. And I was like, <laughs> you're recovering. Like, I think even that statement in itself tells me that you're not recovered because procrastination is something that so many people struggle with. And it's based on four different things. Either you are a perfectionist and you want everything to be perfect so you can't move forward. One, you overthink things. So you're constantly overthinking, could it be this? Could it be self-doubt? Not feeling like you're good enough. And then the other one is that you could actually have this fear that if I do do the thing that I need to do, then then what? And you don't have any control over what's happening. So the best way to overcome procrastination, I believe, is actually just to take action. Just move forward. Don't need to have everything all in place. And do you know why procrastination is dangerous? Because procrastination creates stress. It's when you avoid doing the things that you don't, that you want to do, but don't want to do. And every time you avoid it, it becomes a habit. And that's the thing. And people say to me, Ify, you're such an action taker. And I'm like, yeah, but I probably don't do anything very, very well. I do it. I do it. I get going and I move. And the fact is, is if you have someone who is so focused on being perfect and someone who just moves forward, the person who moves forward ends up getting there Mm. more than the perfectionist. The perfectionist is still, if say for instance, you're a singer and you're like, I'm not going to send my demo tape because it's not perfect. means no, you know, no one ever sees your demo tape. Let's say you're not the best singer, but you make about 10 demo tapes. Eventually someone will hear you and be like, right, we can auto tune that. (laughs) Yeah. They've got potential. And that's the thing. And it's like the hare and the tortoise. The tortoise did well because he just kept going. The hare, instead of being cocky because he knew he was fast, if the hare had been procrastinating and saying, you know, I'd probably be good at this race, but I'm just going to, you know, sit around watching some self-help videos and maybe do a bit of TikTok (laughs) before I get going. Tortoise just plodding on, just getting on with things. He's fine. He's in his shell. He's he's all right. He's, He's cool. And He's that, got everything you need. That's the habit. That's the habit that you've got to develop. With like, just do it means just do it. Take the first step. Take one step. Then take another step. Then take another step. And it's the idea that um, I heard this idea, and it really, I really think about it in the night when I'm driving late at night. That when you put your headlights on, you when you're driving along the road, you home you can't see the whole road. You can just see a hundred yards in front of you because the lights only show it and then they open up the rest of the road. So sometimes people are like, I'm not moving until I can see the whole journey. But the point is, is that you don't need to see the whole journey. You just need to start moving. Turn on your engine, get your hands on the steering wheel, put your foot down on the accelerator and start moving and trust that the road will open up. What do you want to say, Chris? It's like me when I've got ice on my windscreen. <laughs> I just, I wait for the heater to just clear the little bit of the bottom and then I'm there going, I can see enough to get down the road. And I think by the time I get to the bottom of the drive, hopefully more will have cleared before I pull out onto the main road. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I just got to feel lucky. 
<laughs> well, that is not what I'm trying to promote there. <laughs> you know, that's dangerous, Chris. What, but what I get what you're saying. Sometimes you can just sit in the car saying, sit on the car with the engine off and the heating off and then wonder why your car's still icy and saying, well, what if, what if, what if? How about start the engine, get the heating on, let it start to start to dissolve and, um, you know, break free from the ice so you can see enough. And then as you start building momentum, the ice starts to fall off. Do you know what I tried once? And what? didn't try it again because we didn't have any, I didn't have any de-icer. And I thought, I wonder if hand sanitizer works. And I tried a little patch and it did. Did it? So then I squirted my hand sanitizer all over the windscreen and it cleared. And I drove, but then when I got home and the car, <laughs> something Froze happened again. and it turned really opaque. So it was like this, this white Vaseline all over the windscreen and oh. I couldn't get it off. Really? That was the thing. I was doing the windscreen wipers and I was squirting water on it. And because it was this kind of sticky, oily residue, yeah. literally my whole car was just covered in this sort of creamy Vaseline. So what I like about this is that sometimes we will try to use the wrong thing to solve the problem when really we should just solve the problem with the right thing. And that's something I want to say, Chris, is that <laughs> before you jump in, I want to say is that... Whatever it is that you want to achieve, somebody somewhere has already achieved it. So instead of you trying to figure it out by yourself and using your own homemade stuff to do the job that it's not designed to do, find somebody who has done the thing that you want to do and ask them what they did. Somebody's already paid the price. Ask them, what did you do? And then you can get going. I think a lot of time people try to find alternative ways to get where they want to be when there's actually a way that's been created. Someone actually has invented de-icer. So why are you trying to do Because I didn't have any. Then go and get some. How? Because my car's covered in ice. How do I drive <laughs> to the, the shop? It's like, how do, how do I open the scissors without any scissors to cut open the packet of scissors? Very interesting Um question but it comes back down to always having excuses <laughs> okay it was just an excuse see what i should have done is just sat there and waited for the ice to melt patiently oh why don't you just use a scraper because i didn't have one credit card no nothing okay yeah maybe i had a credit card but no i usually use a kettle and then you're not meant to do that either you're are not you, meant to do that no. i know and i i've done that a couple of times where i've done like lukewarm water and i think this should work but you know like i think the, the main point is to say that just do it, but do it the way that is going to give you the biggest impact and success. A lot of the time you can run around in circles really fast, acting like I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm working, I'm doing it. And but it's because one of your feet is nailed to the floor. Yeah. And you're like pivoting around yourself over and over and over again. So this chapter, Just Do It, is all about taking the rucksack putting it on your back getting your knees up and running as fast as you can for as long as you can and go and do it just do it stop talking about it stop trying to get it perfect you know because there's the idea of um paralysis analysis you know like you're always thinking is it right is it gonna work is it gonna work is it gonna work is it nobody knows if it's gonna really work you just have to trust the process and go for it and there's nothing more exciting for me than being able to go right I've got everything now I know what it is I want I believe in myself I've worked on my personality i've got a good roadmap of someone who's been where i'm going great i've decided to dedicate myself to um learning and growing and being the best i'm going to surround myself with people who cheer for me i'm going to make sure that i keep my energy level up and i and i know that it's going to get tough along this road but i'm going to keep going right now it's time to just go 
Like, just go. <laughs> you know, just go. Take action. Leave. And I get really frustrated because a lot of people just won't take the first step. They're like, but I don't know. I don't know. But what if? But what if? I'm like, change. How about you say, instead of saying, but what if, you say, why not? Why not just go for it? What's the worst thing that could happen if you go for it? Really? What's the worst thing? Well, you crash the car. But no, you're right. If you're trying to pull out onto a roundabout and you're constantly waiting for the road to be completely clear, you're never going to get anywhere. Sometimes you just got to put your foot down and hope for the best. Yeah, put your foot down and hope for the best and, and make sure that you, um, you know why you're putting your foot down. I think sometimes people don't remember their why. And that comes back down to, there's a guy called Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, he's got a talk called, oh, we talked about him last episode. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, he's got a book called Start With Why. And he talks about how it's important for us to figure out what our why is. And he, was, and he, he does a thing called the golden circle where he says that most companies are always talking about what they do and how they do it. And, and then last they talk about why they do it. But he says, you have to start from the inside out. Why do you want to do it? How are you going to do it? And what is it that you're trying to do? So if we connect to our why, that's that's one thing that I believe keeps me going. Whenever I feel like, oh, you know, ideally, I wish I didn't have this dream and this vision and this obsessive goal on changing the world. I wish I could just sometimes just be a bit mediocre. And then I remember, oh, no, I know why. It's because there's people out there that need to hear this message. And every single person that I reach with this message, I'm going to be able to impact their life. So that's my why. But if I didn't have a why... It'd be so easy to give up. Like, it's it's so much easier to live a mediocre life with low expectations where you just just coast by. It's easier. You've got no conflict, no challenges. But So what's wrong with living that mediocre life? Do you, do you dream of that? Um, no, I don't want that. <laughs> because do you know what happens? When you are not driven by a goal, and um, Elle Nightingale says that success is the um, realisation to a worthy goal. If you are not driven by some kind of goal, then eventually what will happen is you will lose connection from yourself and the world. And that's where depression can set in. If you ever you meet somebody who's depressed, it's because they've, they've stopped having a goal or a vision or they've got nothing to look forward to. So it... As much as it sounds great to be able to say, do you know what? I'm not going to just do it. I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to do my day-to-day job, be miserable, go home, watch Netflix, have my one holiday a year, complain about the price of gas and electricity and living. And I'm just going to keep talking about how bad it is. But it's not because their life sucks. It's because they've got nothing to aim for. It's why lottery winners get so depressed and fed up because... There's no point to their life anymore. There's no point to it because it's because I think there's this misconception that the more money you have, the happier you'll be. But it's not that. The cons- it, the truth is, is that when you have something that gets you up in the morning because it's bigger than you, because you really believe that you're making a difference in someone's life. It's a bit like empty nest syndrome when your children grow up and then you're left at home and you're like, now what? You know, that's that's a time when a lot of people struggle because they're like, what am I living for? Before I was living for my children, now they're growing up and now what? So it's always important to keep striving. And people say, well, don't you think that's because you're so competitive? No, the more you keep striving to do something, to be something, as human beings, we need that. We're goal-orientated human beings. In fact, um, I heard this study about, uh, um, I think it's called a homing bird, or um, they put this little bird in a cage and they covered it in this kind of like cloth and they like drove around 
Um, so they didn't know where it was. And then it op- they opened up the roof of the cage and the bird flew out and it flew around in a circle three times and then went back to its home. So they drove a thousand miles away from where it was and it found its way back. And as human beings, we have that internally in us. If we have I've a goal... I've got that on my phone, actually. Have you? <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's a little sat-nav thing. That tells you where to go. Yeah. But, like, for us as human beings, when we have a goal and we're connected to it, they call Reticulation. The reticulation activating system that we have. It's like, in all of us, we have a sense of direction. When we have a goal, we connect to that goal and we're able to work towards it. But when you have no goal, it's like you've kind of lost... The connection. So do you think if you've got a goal, you're like an elastic band that's just being pulled towards your goal? Yes. And as long as you know what your goal is... You can keep going towards it. You'll, you'll be pulled towards it like a yo-yo. Yeah. It like, yeah, it's like, um, it's like an, an energy. You're going towards it. You're focused on it. And it keeps you busy. Rather than say... Like when people retire, that's normally when they can become very ill and even die because they've not got anything to look forward to. Maybe mm. the first six months of retirement's quite fun, but then after, what what do you do? Like, you, There's got to be something that drives you. There's got to be something that excites you. There's got to be something where you feel like you can contribute to the world in some way. Maybe you, you start gardening. You know, a lot of people start gardening, don't they? Yeah, or do puzzles. I just, I can't imagine myself retired and doing gardening and puzzles and Me getting neither. anything out of it. So I think you've got to find something... That, that motivates you even at that age. Exactly. And I'll tell you with my dad what happened recently. My dad's in hospital as we speak. Um, he has got pneumonia and um, he was really struggling. He's 89 years old. And I got, I rang my sister who was there and she was like, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot better now. I said, well, what's he do when he's, like, was he got TV? She's like, no, there's no TVs there. I said, is there a radio? She goes, there's no radios. I said, what? I said, why is there no TVs and radios? She said, I don't know, they just don't have them. So I then went down to the, my local shop and bought my dad's early Christmas present. So I bought him a tablet with headphones mm-hmm. and I uploaded Sky Go to his tablets, connected it to my Sky account. And I went to the hospital and I spoke to somebody there. I said, why are there no TVs here? They said, oh, in the last year, we've got rid of all the televisions in the hospital. And I said, why? I said, for mental health purposes, like the fact that my area is mental health, it is not going to be good for any patient to be stuck somewhere with nothing to watch, nothing to do, nothing to listen to. It's like in prison. He was like, yeah, I totally agree. I said, so why have they taken all the TVs? They said, well, last year, the TVs that we've had are so old and they kept breaking and we needed someone to come and repair them. But because they're so... um out of date the company that repairs them uh, went bust and now they're redundant the tvs we can't fix them and they kept breaking and they were costing loads of money so we've just we made a decision as a hospital to remove all the tvs and i said yeah but have you looked at how that affects mental health if you've got people in hospitals sitting there listening to other people coughing and moaning and groaning and they're just sitting there, what, just watching the paint dry. And he was like, we we recognise that. So we thought that patients would just bring in their own devices. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So when I got to my dad's ward, which was a ward for men, and they're all over 70, none of them have a TV no. or a device or an iPad or a tablet. And I brought my dad's one in, and he was just so happy. And I put headphones on and I put the football on for him and put tipping point on for him, and he was smiling. And my sister said that when the football was on, he was like, oh, penalty. And the other old men were like, oh, what what happened? And it's creating this morale. But I was just like, it's ridiculous, you know, how easy we can forget about the things that keep us going. 
Like my dad would just lay there every day in hospital waiting for one of us to come and talk to him. And then all of his programs, he could, I just, I, straight away it screamed to me mental health. I was like, if my dad stays in that hospital for that time with no TV, no radio, no communication, no independence, he will, he, he definitely mm. will not, you know, he, he will not be his best. So I was like, right. So we put the headphones in and it kind of takes him away from the world. So you can't hear the other people coughing or groaning or moaning. And what he can, he's just in his own world watching his normal programs that he normally watches. So um, I think that's the thing. We have to remember that goals and purpose actually keeps us alive. We need it. Otherwise, we start to wither inside. And also, how inconsiderate of the staff at the hospital to not think of their patients and... But it wasn't actually it's not, come up with a solution. Okay, I know the NHS has got no money, NHS. but yeah, I mean it's not that expensive to get a load of secondhand tellies. It's not, and it, and it, and that to me shocked me when I had the conversation because how would we know that they took all the TVs until we go into hospital? And as young people, we probably wouldn't turn on the TV or even notice there isn't one because we've got our phones. But for people who are over a certain age who don't walk around with a mobile phone, they've mm. got nothing, nothing. It's, I think it's probably creating a lot of um, early deaths. Yeah, it's making the situation worse. And people are, are going to get more ill because they're not, you know, it's, it's just a terrible situation. Isn't so it's out of the hospital here. Milton Keynes Hospital. Mm. Yeah, MK Hospital. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. I know. And I would. why would we know about it? So when it comes to recognising what we need as human beings to survive, we have to take control we have to say, look, what do I need? It's a goal, any kind of goal. Even if your goal is to empty all your drawers and sort out the stuff that's going to the charity shop, if that's your goal for the day, it's going to keep you focused. It's going to keep you um, upbeat. And when you've completed the goal, you're going to feel good about yourself. So I'm a big believer that goal setting, goal setting can save lives. That's, that's, I know it sounds intense, doesn't it? So you, it can. If you don't have a goal, then what, then what, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think if you d if you don't have a goal, it gives you no purpose. Your life will suck, and <laughs> you just what's the point of being alive? You just keep moaning, and yeah. you and in in fact, then what happens is you focus all your energy because you don't have a goal. You've got nothing to focus on. You so you focus all your energy on everything that's going wrong. But is this also something to think about when you do achieve your goals that you then need to set yourself some new ones? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's what I mean. So when we talk about success, you, we hear successful people in the press right now who are struggling massively with mental health. And you're like, well, wait a minute. They've got loads of money. They've got successful career, but yet they still struggle with the same things that we all struggle with. Why? Because they've reached their goals and they've probably not set new goals because mm. maybe they have got um, unresolved trauma and things that are holding them back. And the minute you don't have a focus, you can go back into the things like for me I've got loads of trauma that's happened in my life but if I stop and I don't have something that's going to pull me forward or compel me to move forward I can go back and look over my challenges I can look over things that have happened to me I can I can get lost in the past but and what I'm not saying is ignore the past but what I'm saying is is the more you stay in the past the more your past shows up in your future it's about being focused on what you want how are you going to get it and enjoy it and dance along the way? You know, I'm all about dancing along the way. Just do it. Put your rucksack on and go for it. And every now and again, you will fall over. You will have something that hits you from nowhere. Someone in your family might pass away. You might have a big argument with your partner. You might end up in a divorce. You might um, 
experience something that, you know, like maybe you're, anything can happen. Like we're not in control of all the things that happen, but it's how we respond. It's how we get back up. It's how we deal with it. And if you've got your rucksack on and you know where you're going and you've got a group of people around you are cheering for you, then you can do anything. And you can and you do because you've you've got through the podcast series. So you've now reached the end of the final episode. You've got everything you need. We're done here. You need to go out and actually do this, don't you? Absolutely. You've got everything you need to succeed. So put your rucksack on and just go for it. Go for it. We're done here. Yeah. So so what are we going <laughs> to here now? So I think this is the end of this series, but there will be there will be more podcasts in the future. Yeah, there will be more podcasts in the future. And what I'd like you to do on the first ever episode, we did the health check where I wanted to figure out, you know, what what you'd mark yourself on. If you do want the book, you can get the book and do it yourself. So I want you just to ask yourself these questions and rate yourself between one and five. First one is, how much do you like yourself now that you've listened to the podcast? Between one and five, what level would you say you're on, Chris? We did it with you. I can't remember what we did. I'm going to be on a five for everything now. So here's a five now. How flexible are you adapting to change? Yeah, totally. Five. five. Five or six. Okay. How how well do you do with criticism? Five? Well, yeah, I'm still not very good at that. But yeah, let's say four? five. Yeah. Well, I'll say four, yeah. Okay. How well um do you deal with rejection? Five doesn't need to doesn't bother me, doesn't happen. So that's how well do you do with failure? Uh not an option. So yeah, five. Not an option. Let's but... just say I'm gonna say five for all of okay. these. Okay. But for anyone listening, the last one is how do you um take responsibility for things that happen for you, good and bad? Yeah, again, doesn't apply to me because it's not my fault. <laughs> but Chris is still Chris is messing about. He has grown through this. So um, the goal really is that now, you know, my final words to you guys are you will be faced with one challenge after another. Problems will arise and you might fall flat on your face and pull a few muscles every now and again. You might feel like you're in a constant state of unease. You will experience resistance, doubt, fear and despair. All of these emotions are part of the things that you must endure to achieve massive success. Reaching your goal is going to stretch you further than you thought you could stretch. If you struggle to fall asleep at night because you are so nervous about an important decision you're about to make or have just made, draw reassurance from the fact that this is because you have traveled a long way outside of your comfort zone. And that's a good thing. In fact, if you don't go to bed shitting yourself at least once a month then maybe you're not trying hard enough thank you so much for being part of our podcast it has been an absolute pleasure and i hope and i know that you are going to go and achieve everything that is out there for you and change your bed sheets because that sounds messy (laughs) (laughs) thank you chris see you um on season two